Hey, what's going on, everybody? Um, so tonight, it's going to be me and a couple of the homies. We really got to talk about what happened. Um, recently, it was the uh, the attack on Hollywood Boulevard. We are talking about uh, a attack scene on video passed around the internet. Uh, there were three trans women that were brutally attacked um, on Hollywood Boulevard in front of several people. Um large crowd and it, it went on for a very long while it was very brutal um and yet again it was one of our brothers a black man who was responsible for the initial assault that that resulted in a, a lot of injuries or severe injuries i'm sorry not a lot but severe injuries and a lot of chaos so i'm gonna bring my brothers on real quick so first i want to introduce my brother jamie what's up What's up? What's up? What's up? How much, man? Thanks for joining me tonight. And then, as always, my main man Lex on the line. Oh, hold on, bro. Oh, you muted. There you go. Sorry about that. Yeah. What's going on, brothers? Good to be here. Thank you for having me. What's up, bro? Yeah. So you know, I I, I very briefly uh, uh, introduced the crowd in terms of uh, the audience in terms of what we're talking about and why we're here and. You know, when, when when shit like this happens, when there's attacks on trans women, when there's murders and all that shit, and it's us, men that look like us doing that shit, you know, uh, as a community, black men, there aren't any black men really standing up and taking accountability. And there's none of us sitting there saying, you know what, it's us in our community that's fucked up. And I'm saying it, it's us in our community that's fucked up. We right. fucked up. Our Our culture is fucked up. And what I mean by our culture is fucked up. I mean, you know, the the toxic masculinity, the group think that we allow to persist in, in, in our community is fucked up. Um, if anybody saw that video, and, and I'm gonna just show, I'm gonna just tell the very very quick synopsis of how this actually started, because um, I'm not gonna play the videos on the shit. It was it was very, uh, it, it was absolutely horrific. Um, but it started out on Hollywood Boulevard. You see this black man talking to a trans woman. And then from a distance, you hear a, a, a cis woman yell, that's a boy. Right. And they're yelling, that's a boy multiple times. And then, you know, then he starts to square off, pulls a knife. And for the rest of the video, you just see these women just constantly just terrorized by this dude. Him and his friends. It's him. You know, it, it, it looked like. It, he he got embarrassed, got whatever, upset. All this shit happened in front of his homies. His homies was watching. They jumped in. The whole group thing happened. Everybody was all against all that gay shit and wanted to wanted to fight and wanted to brutalize people, wanted to oppress people even more. And it was just uh, it was really fun. It was a really fucked up string of events. It was very long, and not. And, and I will note, it was not just black men involved and it wasn't just black men watching there were people with professional grade cameras documenting this documenting this atrocity not lifting a finger to help um and, and there were quite a few black men involved in this one dude stole stole they per they, they stole their purses they stole their money their id and then one guy sitting there trying to sell it back back to the girls it was like 80 dollars trying to sell it back to her mm -hmm. like what the fuck man and then, you know, this guy comes back 
it looked like he grabbed like a piece of ceramic tile or something like that and it hit one of the women. And um, after she gets hit, you know, she just buckles straight to the ground and people are just standing there. Nobody's calling police. Nobody's trying to put a stop to this. It was just like a fucking mom mentality out there. And it was some really fucking scary shit in America. And honestly, in L.A., in Hollywood, on Hollywood Boulevard, like, I'm sorry, when I think of liberal places where you would think trans women would be safer than other places, that's that's what comes to mind for me. Because that's fucking L.A. Like, it is way more liberal out there. People are way more forward thinking uh, uh, compared to places like where I'm from, um, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They don't know shit. They don't. They're very backwards. Um but it, it is it is really something else, and you know, uh, fellas, I just want to I, I want I want y'all to tell me about some of the things in that video that really stood out to y'all. Because uh, yeah. and I want to just I want to launch off with this because the, the the first thing that that stood out to me was when I was watching that that intro video of how the shit started was everything was cool, and then this woman, this cis woman, was trying to shame yelling out that's a boy that's a boy and and, and embarrassing this man and frustrating him and, and, and his mind is going a million miles a second saying oh shit well how do i cover up my masculinity what do i got to do because right. now i'm not a man no more because she oh, oh you know try it, it and it just turned into and and obviously he didn't have the, the the ability to deal with that so he just lashed out in anger on some ignorant bullshit and um, that's that's the first thing. That was one of the things that stood out to me was just like it wasn't even dudes running around. Hey man, hey man, that's a boy. This is that. It was a woman, and that's where the, that's the first piece of hate I saw in the saw in the videos. Right. Like that was the spark, man. But um, that's just one thing. There's a whole lot of things to capture in this. So Jamie, follow yeah. me, share, brother. No, I mean, unfortunately, I feel like we see too many of these videos. Um, you know, and for me, it comes down to the basic understanding that I recognize I have I've had the privilege to understand and respect the idea of humanity. And I think that's, uh, you know, and I, I speak that understanding that even the dialogue or the concept of understanding humanity and what it means is a privilege because I've had space and like opportunity to think about that. I think a lot of these brothers, they, they don't that's not even a term or a thought. It's about protecting safety, masculinity, protecting respect. Um, unfortunately. And I think that in that scenario, you know, little black boys are not taught about, if we think about growing up, like I'll use a perfect example, like flirting or picking on girls was something that little boys did when they were younger. And then it, we, we were taught and we grew up that that was not socially acceptable. The challenging part is little boys, black, like the idea of trans women is not a conversation. It is not a reality. That idea of trans experience, trans women, black men are not engaged in those conversations as being part of humanity. And so I just think that what happens is these guys get in this fight or flight scenario and it's about respect and my, it's about maintaining my respect, my masculinity, which is wrapped in toxicity. And because we only typically are conditioned to have one response, which is either anger, well, anger, violence, or shutting down, it always ends in violence because violence for men always results in the most respect. So um, I say, I mean, I wasn't surprised. I'm, I was disheartened in LA as somebody who lived in California for four years. I would have never thought 
Hollywood Boulevard of all places. Like, I mean, that's kind of like be who you are headquarters. But, um, you know, I think that unfortunately, until we kind of start engaging little black boys in conversations about humanity earlier on, we're going to continue to see a disregard for those who don't fit into the traditional modes of binary that that society functions off of. So that's my digital thought. Hey, uh, okay. Well, before we move on, I want to introduce my boy oh. Brian. Brian just jumped up in here. Sorry, man. Stewart. Late. It's all good, brother. So we just rapping about the uh, the, the the attack on Hollywood Boulevard, and we yeah. just really talking about the bullshit right now. So um, I really want to go to Lex next on this one, and just do just tell me, like, what was one what, like what was one of the things that really stood out to you in that video? Because I mean, I, there's so much to unpack. Yeah, man. The main thing that stood out is um, is just that it's, it's. I mean, just like Jamie said, we hear this kind of story far too often, where it's like these guys were in a situation where they were attracted to somebody, and then like they were trying to talk to them, and they were trying to make some kind of contact with them. And like we've seen videos where you know guys are dealing with cis women and then they get rejected in a way that makes them feel like, you know, embarrassed and then they might lash out. But for this cis woman, and the thing that the thing is the beginning of that video where she was saying, Oh, that's a boy or whatever. I actually saw it almost like backwards. I didn't see that part of the story mm. until a little bit later in it. And when I, that, I was just like infuriated because it's like, you know, it's not uncommon that I will be out with the trans woman. And if, a, if a, cis woman is able to perceive that whoever in a club or something they'll like come and like whisper in my ear like hey you all right because you know that blah 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 and i like have to be like you know get get the hell away from me you know but it's just it's just upsetting that you know people will try to shame men to get them to snap into that place right. where they'll so it's like they have the capacity to do it whether or not they would have done it on their own is like i don't know but when you get those outward those outward um, sort of um, like the outward catalyst where somebody is almost like pulling your car publicly and then mm -hmm. they, okay, now I have to engage in this toxic mode. Um, it just says a lot about the culture in general as far as like, is it toxic masculinity? Because the person who actually was the catalyst for the beginning wasn't a man, even though the man was the one who was carrying it out. He was actually carrying out the energy that was being asked from him like you said, Jamie said, um, black boys have to be engaged in conversations where they're able to see humanity. But then when you really get into that, it's just like, well, then black boys have to be able to grow up in environments where humanity is a thing, where respect is not the ultimate currency, where it's like, okay, if I'm not respected, then that directly affects my ability to survive. And it's like, I hate the fact that this kind of stuff happens, but I also hate the fact that these boys literally have no other tools. I'm not letting them off the hook, like I said, but it's like, it's, it has, there have to be a lot of conversations starting from a very, very, um, just like a human space to try to get that, that part of people to come alive, because I feel like that's the only real fight that we can have to get people to kind of understand and just to like try to let people understand that trans people are people, that they're humans. And like to put another person in that position to feel like, okay, if that was me and someone would treat me like that, then 
how would that feel? So, you know, I mean, it just stuck out to me a lot of small things, like just the fact that nobody was helping was a major thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The fact that the woman said what she said, and then the guy was trying to prove himself to other guys or whatever. But the fact that people who are not there, who weren't getting their card pulled or whatever the fuck you want to call it, were also walking up and then not participating in any kind of like, any kind of human behavior that just says like, hey, yo, man, that's not cool. Even if they didn't step in to be like, yo, I'm going to stop you. It wasn't even like, I didn't even see any that was in the direction of like, oh man, y'all know some other shit. Like y'all are kind of tripping right now. Like I didn't hear anything like that. All I heard was like, oh wow. And like laughter. And and, and the reason is because every time somebody would come up, they would start to use the T word. Like, oh, that's what that is. So then people would be like, oh, okay. Well then somehow it makes it okay. Like that really, and that's why I made that video where I was talking mostly about that, like using that word, you know what I'm saying? Like dehumanizing a person takes away other people's ability or necessity to look at them like a human. And so anything that's happening to them is almost like fair game. And it's it's despicable, bro. It's, mm-hmm. I, I could go on forever about little tidbits in the video, but like, yeah, that was one of the main ones. Just the fact that they were using this word to dehumanize people and it was working with, with like flawless fucking success. Like that was just, it's yeah. And that is the real ugly part about it, you know? Yeah, I wanted to say real quick, like something that you said, I think that sticks out is, you know, like the tool belt, like the tools that were taught. And I think that, you know, and by no means do I want to make excuses for the actions of these guys, and particularly the brother who used resorted to violence as the form of emotional response he had. But, you know, when I think about like the reality that black men don't really have the tools to navigate several emotions outside of the only currency a lot of times that we've ever been given access to, which is respect. And then the idea of what we do to maintain that. I just think, you know, it's, 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 it's indicative in situations like we just saw, like there's this, this cis woman who basically he felt his manhood, his sexual orientation, his respect was in, 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 in limbo at this point in time, he had to do the most manly thing he knew how to do, which was to show power, and control over another human being. And then when he got the response that reaffirmed his respect and that kind of situated him as, yeah, I'm that dude, I'm that nigga, I'm in charge. He just kept on going with it. And unfortunately, I don't know, I'm not gonna, this scenario is not the only time that we see that. Like we see that in a lot of scenarios where black men are the core of issues. And so, you know, I don't know what the solution is. I know we're gonna talk about that, but you know, I see pain and I see kind of a lack of, you know, a lack of tools to kind of navigate because who knows what he really feels, but we just know that he had to show a response that others would get along. He may have not had a real issue with it, but he had to prove himself to be something because of this box that he exists in. So, I mean, you could look, I mean, looking at the video, you can tell like he was, he was down. He was playing it up for it. Cause I mean, whenever he did something, Oh, ah, like laughing and Oh, and Oh, and I'm like, he was he was playing it he was playing up for the crowd right. and i mean the whole the whole incident just it reeks of a just a strong lack of empathy like none of these people had any sort of, like i'm sorry dude that is just evil as fuck to sit there and watch somebody be injured see somebody who needs help and you can help them but you won't 
a perfect stranger and you're not helping them. Why? Because they're trans. That's it. Because you don't think they're worth being helped because they're different. And that's some fucking bullshit. And I, I and, and I, I, I am not, trust me, I am not a Republican or anything, but you know, I, as an American, I'm embarrassed as fuck by this because I really thought, especially the people in L.A., I really thought Americans were better than this. I really thought we were a lot better. I'm, I, it's, it is a sad day for humanity, but it's, it's, it's still just another blemish for black men in this community and, and, and in this world because that's just videotaped brutalization. And he out there thinking he earning cool points. Like, if there are any men watching this who who feel like that this was the right move for him to do, and who feel like it's okay to to uh, physically attack people that are tricking you, because you know some people real still believe in that bullshit. Like women are out here running around trying to trick motherfuckers all day. Like they don't got to trick nobody. Their DMs are packed, packed. <laughs> By right. niggas that know who they are, what they are, and are down for it. Trust. Right. So just all you motherfuckers like, dude, you, there will be justice. Like, you will go to jail for this shit. Like, just trying to seem cool out here trying to, like, you know, perform for the crowd and beat people up and, and do all this fucking horrible shit. Like, that shit will come back to get your ass. Like, you don't, you won't get away with that. And, I think that's a mm-hmm. Part of it is that historically people have felt like because you're picking on this group of people that are not seen as being like whatever or holding the respect that it allows for you to do whatever you want to to these people and kind of get away with it and also kind of be justified by the group but it's a new day like you know especially and you know i've heard different conversations around this where people are like i would like to see the same kind of response when certain black trans women are being attacked you know what I'm saying? Who are not Eden? Because let's be real. Anybody who knows Eden, like Eden, is very much um, internet famous. Like she's got like 300,000 followers. So because of her reach, it makes it a huge story, and people pick it up. And like, of course, like she's really, really like conventionally pretty, and she also is in Cali. And it's like, you know, people are caring because she has enough of a following to get it out there, and now. I saw that you had um, told a couple of people about about it in journalism, and people picked up the story. And I know yeah. that um, another news station in LA has picked it up, so now it's like actually on television in in California. So it's like these guys are definitely going to either be brought to justice, or they're going to be on the lam to where you know they have to be, you know, dodging and, and trying not to be seen because people are looking for them. But I think that just historically, people feel like you could do this to trans people and get away with it. And the, the reality is that now, like, not anymore. Like, not anymore. It shouldn't have been ever, but especially not anymore. There's people who care. There's people who are on board with taking you down. And, you know, I know it doesn't seem like it because the people who are passing at that time were not willing for whatever reason to step in and try to stop what was happening. But when it comes to a global or a national scale, there's so many people who give a fuck enough to put together a whole campaign to bring these people to justice. And I'm just happy to at least to see that that has happened. But, you know, a lot of people are saying we would like to see that happen for all trans women who, who are harmed 
Um, and I agree with that, you know, but, you know, the internet works by reach and she did happen to have. That is a big part of it, man. You're right about that. But another part of this is um, LAPD got embarrassed on this video. Mm. My friends over at Fox 11 in L.A. actually went to the police. They got response from the police captain like, what the fuck? You, you, we see one of your cruisers come through and slow down, mm-hmm. and then they just take the fuck off. Like, what happened? Like, police got to an answer for this shit now because now they embarrassed because the whole world then seeing them just completely pass up a situation where they could have helped. Now, I don't know if the officers looked, perceived exactly what the fuck was happening there and then took off, but either way, public perception is that the police had an opportunity to help and they, they just didn't. Yeah, it sure looked like it. It was, it was, it was crazy. So, you know, it, it's just so much like, dude. I, it, it, you know what? It was men and women standing there watching this shit. Like that, it blows my mind how people can just stand there and watch this brutality. And it, it also just it, it it makes me really sad and upset to see that nobody had any fucking integrity. Not one man over there black, white, or whatever else, no man say, you know what? Fuck it. This shit's over. We're done here. Y'all go home. Leave these people alone. Like, and, 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 uh, and just another one of the things that really stood out, like, these women tried to escape. You right. see them, they, they tried to get in that Uber, and he ran and stood in front of that shit, and he was literally holding these holding these women hostage in this square block area. Like, they could not escape if they wanted to. And it wasn't just the one guy. There was a second guy. Uh, 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 what he, he threw, like, a bike or a scooter at, at one of the girls. And it was just like, you know, he sees, oh, well, damn, this dude's getting adulation from the crowds. Let me get in on this. You know, because uh, apparently in, 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 and not apparently, in our culture, it is cool for people to beat up on and hurt members of the LGBT community. That shit is smiled upon and it's fucked up. And we got to call that shit out. Call it what it is. There are there are big parts of our community, of the black community, especially on the male side, that's completely cool with physically harming members of the LGBT community. If they were not in the community at all, people would have stopped that shit. There's no way. If those were cis women, there's no way that shit would have went on as long as it did. But in our community, with the way that we are, and and, and it's 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 permissible, and motherfuckers was cheering them, motherfuckers was laughing. They were standing there. Well, what you want us to do? Like we what what? We ain't doing nothing. We just standing here. Yeah, I think that's a, that's that's the that's the Fuck. thing because nobody wants to be associated with the thing that is considered to be reprehensible because they're scared that then that energy will then be directed towards them or because at some point in your life when you're a young black boy you know everybody grew up saying f word everybody grew up saying you know certain things because that is like part of the the wolf pack and so you think back in your life to be like there have been times where somebody was on the receiving end of this energy and then i was a part of it i was a part of the group so to think to put yourself in that place to where it's like Yo, if the group was against me, how would I feel? And so, like, it just minimizes people to make them afraid to step outside of like what is permissible. And I just think that it there has to be 
more examples of people who are black men, cis, het, respectable in whatever their fields are, who are stepping up and making it permissible to be like, yo, look, this is not this is not something that is okay. Because I feel like there's no, like you said, Chris, that is just something that a lot of like a large percentage of people in the black cishet male population in America or globally would think is like completely okay. And um, they're just kind of um, behaving from the rubric that they have, you know what I'm saying? So it just needs to be like some revisions made to what is cool and what is not. Mm -hmm. Moving towards that, but we gotta do something. We have to do more, I mean, we can. And you know, you I, guess know I think we got to just start there to real quick. I'm just going to say, like, I think yeah. that, like, the reality of it is we could sit here and condemn the behavior. I mean, condemning behavior in some sense has never really transformed or transitioned anyone into other into other actions. I think we really got to get at the root of the cause of the why behind these type of actions. I mean, I think we know the why. I mean, I think all black men at some point, I'm going to say all, but I think we all can speak to parts of our upbringing or the ideologies that we that were pumped into us that were problematic and that maybe either we've grappled with or we still grapple with today. And I think a lot of times what you see in these situations are again, when I said beginning men, some of the brothers don't, just men in period, don't have the privilege to think through the process of becoming better humans, better, better people. I recognize I'm in a privileged space right now. Like my career is good, my personal life is good, my finances are good, so I get to be all heady in, ideo in ideology and philosophical because I got the capacity and the privilege to do that. A lot of these brothers who are out here striving and thriving or trying to thrive don't. I mean, they are in react mode. So by no means, again, do I wanna say that I don't take blame from them, but I think we can condemn the action, but we really gotta get a route to like, the emotional, psych social emotional development of black men is, it, it, it's problematic at this point in time. And until we change the psyche, we're gonna continue to have these realities happen and i don't you know i think we just got to figure out what that process like conversations like this how do we start there so well i think a lot of it um you know really it just really oh, i'm sorry brian do you want to jump in or something well i i, I had a first i'm sorry i had two things first i had a question one i wanted to ask if i share this link can others is this how others could see our this this talk uh yeah no we're live on uh facebook and youtube right now gotcha okay my yeah, bad yeah. all right um the, the only thing i wanted to interject is that the kind of and kind of tap on what lex was talking about like especially especially being in the army it's it's a constant thing of like this this group hate you know right and it goes from the lgbt the trans to people who are mentally challenged and it's 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 definitely like a a i want to say like a weak mindedhood because there's not like there's only one person needs to make something funny mm -hmm. and then and then as long as you if, as long as you get two people to laugh you could get two people to judge someone else you get two someone to bully someone else you get two people to to influence a group you know and it's it's sad how that I just and this is all just happening on what you guys say. It's just sad that how like I the video that I saw was a bunch of Snapchats. So a lot of stuff that you guys tell me, I don't think I've seen the whole, entire whole video. 
I saw like a, it was like a Snapchat uh, combination of things. It was just like ridiculous of like this clout that they are thinking that they are that they think are they're growing from from harassing these women, you know. And it's it's definitely sickening. And I and I just couldn't. I can't believe that it that that's like something something that like our community would condone. It's, it's crazy to me that we would condone this out of, out of everybody. It's crazy that we would like think this is okay. And that like that shit that shit hurts me, you know. Like, mm-hmm. and that yeah. and that I mean, and let me just say like obviously this 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 does span across all races all throughout the world. There's you know there's constant like hate just flowing especially towards the trans community, but it's just like. It just baffles me when I when when I see any other black person talk about or show some type of like like strong ignorance. It's like uh, I feel like you can't. Re- I mean, I feel like a lot of them falsify it as ignorance, but like a lot of them can't even like really hide it as as ignorance. And it's just, it's just real true hate. It's like you are choosing not this, regardless of everything that us as people have gone through. You are choosing that these people deserve less, you know. And how, like, I just, I just, I just don't get like how. Sometimes, like, how we we hold ourselves to such a high, you know, caliber. But and and of course, this is a, just a tad bit of generalizing. I don't like to generalize so much, but it's just, it's just, it's just crazy how we hold ourselves to this caliber and but willing to to push this type of uh, this type of energy. No, but so I didn't. I just want. I didn't want to get into much. Go ahead, Chris. No, no. You were talking about you know the feigned ignorance of you know some people, and, and the motivation behind why they oppress other groups, and they feel it's okay to oppress other groups, especially as black people. And I, I really just think it it makes them feel good. It makes them feel good to to have that feeling that they believe a white person gets when they're being oppressed. They want to, they want to feel better than somebody. Mm, I think that's something that happens with a lot of minorities, you know, um, they want to, they want to feel better. than somebody. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> now the, uh, all the, you know, like Hispanic people want to, you know, look down at black folks cause they want to feel better than somebody. And same with the Indians and, and everybody else. And it's just like black folks want to have somebody they could turn to and look down on as lesser than and unacceptable and all that other junk to make themselves feel good. And it's bullshit that, that, you know, that, that we got to, that we have to do that as black people. We should not have to do that to, to, to feel good and feel better than anyone else. But you know, that's white supremacy working at its finest. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, the reality of it is our whole lives are centered on how close to whiteness i.e. perfection we can get. And that is based on a hierarchical judgment of a class system. Like there has to be the haves and have nots. There has to be the respected and the unrespected based off of how supremacy works. And unfortunately we've internalized that in our interactions with each other. So when we see somebody whose society doesn't fit the norms or the, the you know, these kind of binaries, then it's our, it's our, some men feel like it's their duty to then exist in this kind of classist hierarchical structure of, the have and have nots. And unfortunately, you know, our sisters are being held, you know, are most vulnerable at this point in time because there are not policies, there are not laws, there are not infrastructures 
on top of systemic and oppressive structures, family, um, you know, being ostracized by a family, being uh, ridiculed and bullied. I mean, there are no protections that the rest of us have. I mean, the reality of it is we'd probably be protected more on the streets than they were as men. I mean, someone would probably jump in quicker if we were being bullied or we were being harassed than they would. And that's, you know, and that's that's problematic. I mean, in, 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 in the utmost, but it's the reality. Um, you know, so I think we just got to continue to either use our voices and then put our bodies on the line when necessary. I was driving here in D.C. last weekend and I saw, um, you know, a trans black woman and there was a conversation going on. And I literally slowed my car down and everybody kind of stopped and looked. And I was like, I just was making sure everything was all right. <laughs> I just was like, I just want to because it seemed like there was some tensions going on right now. And I, you know, I didn't want to, I refuse to be one of those folks who sit here and then on the news here in DC the next day, I see or hear that something's happened. You know, what are we willing to risk to put our values on the line? I think that's what, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna have to be, we're gonna have to learn how to hold each other accountable and get out of our safety because I mean, our brothers, they don't have the privilege that we have to have this conversation right now a lot of times, so yeah. And I think we got to do a little bit more um, yeah. to really, I don't know, to really educate and just, you know, I, I, I guess we have to really start like spreading the word. I mean, really right. just spreading the word, getting people to understand and, and, and getting people to understand that these, the, these women do not deserve to be beat down on a fucking street. Uh, oh, sorry. Somebody else. And, you know, it, it's and, and that's another part of it. All black lives matter. You know, when I say that all black lives matter, that means everybody. Goddamn, You got black skin. You matter. And you need to be protected by your own fucking community. And um, it's 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 I, I think where and I'm sorry, I'm kind of answering a question that was uh, brought up here. So I'm going to just show it because it's from uh, Nasia Michelle. Just why do black men, why do cis black men keep dropping the ball? And I really think the ball is dropped in terms of how we commune with each other uh, uh, and, and and how well we spread the word. Like, I, look, I'm just saying, uh, Lex and I, we're in this Facebook group. This Facebook group only has 150 guys. There are millions of black men out there who need to hear what we have to say and could 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 benefit from the understanding that we have to share with them. And, and I really think that we are failing in getting the word out to the masses and really reaching the brothers that need to hear it, the brothers in the barbershop, the brothers at the church, all the brothers that would look at this and be like, well, I don't see nothing wrong with it. Well, that's what they get. They was, you know, uh, uh, and I'm sorry, because I heard this shit and I kind of went off on my best friend today because he, you know, he's. He could be an ignorant ass nigga sometimes. So, uh, you know, he was like, well, you know, was that's you, you can't be out there trying to fool people and this, this, and that. I'm like, dude, the chicks, they don't need to fool nobody. Right. Like, they don't need to fool nobody to find love, especially from that motherfucker on that video. Like, he wasn't all that. Like, the fuck? Whack ass nigga. Sorry, man. I'm just, it's kind of on one, man. But it's, it's it, we, I think we're failing at, at, at really spreading the word in a meaningful manner. And as a community, we're failing. And, you know, I really look to what happened with um and shit up is uh Imara Jones with the BET ad. I really look to that as us fucking up as a community and and the 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 the, the 
the channels, the media that's supposed to be here for the black community, really shying away from that shit because they didn't want to upset other black folks who are on their, you know, gospel bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I think the thing we're really just it's it's really a failure as a community to really recognize certain things to let go of what we learned from master <laughs> and really start to define our define our own future. But as black men, uh, you know, look, this is this is the time, fellas. We gotta, we have to step up and start speaking out. We gotta look. I know nobody wants to be an activist all day, every day, but you know, uh, uh, a few posts on your social media will lead to a flood of questions and a lot of sharing of understanding and getting people to understand what the fuck is really going on out here and who these women really are. And, and and how their views are 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 fucked up, you know. Um, it's slow, it's not fast, but you know, I think we have to just keep plugging away at it. But yeah, we we just, I'm sorry, that's just in a nutshell. That's my answer to that question because we didn't drop the ball. We dropped the ball, and the people before us dropped the ball, and we just keep passing this along, generation to generation, this flawed version of masculinity. And it's like, all right, son, this is what you got to do to be a man. So you got to do this, this, and this. And all the uncles stand around and judge and teach and teach them all this bullshit. And then the kid just runs off and goes and beats up a trans woman because he don't want to be gay. You know, that's one, be seen of, as gay. that's one of the reasons why a lot of folks will ask me, like, I really am committed to being a father because I feel like um, no one's taken, you know, we're going to take individual and collective responsibility for building the generation of black men that we want to see in the world. And I think, Unfortunately, when we think about it, I mean, there's a lot of programs and, and after school and teachers, but you know, the reality of it is, no one is really there's not there's not positive systemic like infrastructures that teach a black boy how to be a black boy. I mean, they black men, black boys are figuring out in the world on their own a lot of times, and I think that's why we that's why our trans sisters continue to see this experience. You got someone figuring out life alone with boxes of toxic mask like within boxes of toxic masculinity with a society that's amping this behavior like violence is celebrated and like rewarded in the black community for black men um you know against each other as long as you're not physically violent towards um a child or a cisgender woman then violence is totally okay like it's actually celebrated i mean world star hip-hop like the whole idea is based off of like let's showcase black violence. And so, I mean, I think that unfortunately, we just gonna have to get more in depth in how we counter narrative, that narrative, because it's leading right now. And so, you know, those brothers who did that, those dudes, I don't even wanna call them brothers, those men who did that, knew that there were, they thought there would be no repercussion. Like, this is com- like, this ain't no big deal. Had them not been, had they been, you know, cis women, they knew they would be repercussions, but you know, society tells them that trans women are dehumanized, that it doesn't matter, that I'll get away with it. And you know, so it's you know, if I if not us, then who is kind of my mentality with it. And so you know, I I feel sometimes using my social media is good. I, I think I need to do more. You know, I've had people reach out and be like, Thanks for that, or I didn't think you, you know, I use my voice now because you said that, but I just gotta figure out it's gotta be more because I think as our sisters are dying, all I'm doing is posting. Yeah. While I'm safe, you know, I'm like, that's, I mean, it's, it's good, but I'm like, it's not, I mean, sure, it's helping someone think differently, but is it, is it enough? 
it's just the movement needs to be much bigger than that. So mm-hmm. we just got to figure that out. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, yeah. Just to kind of, you know, I mean, y'all already put it on the bed, and we kind of were talking about it previously. Like Jamie was saying, like, you know, um, I think that black men are dropping the ball because black men have the least education and opportunity to learn how to handle the ball. Like mm-hmm. very little yeah. to start. Right. And then it's like, here's the ball. And then you like, you don't have the opportunity to train your dribbling per se, or train anything about the ball. Cause the whole world is coming down on you. Um, as far as financially, as far as like, you know, um, socially having to grow up in places where you're not allowed you know, that circles back to what we're talking about. Like, it, you're not allowed to have enough space for you to be in a good enough place for you mentally to be heady, to be philosophical, to think about ideologues, to break apart right. yourself, to reinvent your thinking, to unlearn things. It's like you you get this raw version of like prehistoric masculinity that was suited for literal prehistoric times, like when you need to straight survive. But now we're like in a, in a, in a new era, in a new society where like, you know, so much of our comforts could be taken care of. But, you know, if you still are operating on almost like a, a, a very basic level, you know, you, you disregard the necessity for learning any other tools, especially when you're getting rewarded for doing the things that you're doing in most cases. So it's like, um, it's easy for for black men to drop the ball because black men have very little. Um, And that's with everything, as far as education, as far as opportunity, or as far as, you know, mental space to be able to be understanding Um, humanity. Like, even if you try to appeal to the humanity of certain people, if a person feels like they're so low that their life almost has no real silver lining, right. it's almost like in Juice where Tupac was talking to, you know, um, Omar Epps when he was like, yo, I'm not shit. I'm never going to be shit. And as soon as I decide that you're not shit either, pow, so be it. And, and it's, it's pretty much a lot of people have to grow up like that to where it's like, they don't feel like their life means a whole lot. And so it's difficult to make them understand or care about somebody else's life, especially a person who is like deemed to be um, kind of like a a global, like marginalized community that is okay to, to pick on. So, you know, but I also would like to say that black men are also not a monolith, you know, right? trying to say that, oh, look at us. We are so much, you know, we have risen so much higher than that that thinking because it put us in a different lifetime where we didn't have access to the things that we had access to and we had to grow up in a certain environment and who's to say exactly how our thinking would be now. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of black men whom I get messages from who are really trying to at least try to understand um, how to move forward or how to understand these, these kind of situations. So I wouldn't say that it's this complete dismal situation where it's like, all right, well, let's throw the baby out with the bathwater because black men are just fucking fucked up. I mean, I think that if you want to make a crass generalization, um, you know, I can understand doing that for safety, but it's not all bad with black men. And I have to say that as a black man, our men, 
who are trying, who are learning, who are doing what they can. And it's just unfortunate that you see men like this and it, it, the, the tiny steps that men who are trying to be positive are taking get pushed back 10 steps, 30 steps when you see a guy acting in this kind of way. And it's just, it's reprehensible, you know, it's, it sucks. It sucks to see it. Wouldn't black need to give more self-esteem so they can help the community? Mm. Mm. Wow, you know, I would yeah. even say self, well, were you about to say something, Chris? No, no, no. Don't yeah. Me. You know, I don't, you know, self esteem, you know, so there's a concept of like self esteem and then there's like self efficacy, you know, and so self efficacy is like, you know, the belief in oneself, your ability, your trajectory in life, like your capacity for chance and opportunity. Um, and so, you know, honestly, um, I don't know if a lot of black men need to get, I mean, self esteem, yeah, I mean, I don't know. A lot of them got too much self esteem. I think that's part of. Why the reason why these actions are the way they are, but I also believe that a lot of black men don't have, you know, better aspirations or beliefs, um, accountability for themselves. And so, you know, but also, you know, and I don't, and I really want to be careful in this conversation because what I don't want to do is continue to sit here and take the blame. Like these brothers, these men who did this are wrong. But I also think to some points we've heard, there are historical systemic underpinnings that influence wise we continue to see these trends show up of violence and and negative behavior towards um one another but towards you know trans women um and so I, you know i don't know if it's in my opinion you know i don't know if i can ask a, i don't make any assumptions but i also want to acknowledge that i don't know if i can ask a black man who is navigating the systems of you know oppression in the ways that he may be to now understand underpinnings of accountability. Now that's how I was taught because I was, I had the opportunity to learn that, like that was instilled in me. But I also have family members and friends that from the age of five, six, a good majority of them, they was just kind of on their own figuring it out. They were in respect was the fuel that fed them, that allowed them to survive, that paid the bills, that let them thrive. And so, you know, I think what we need to answer, you know, to think about the quick answer to the question, I think is more black men who are willing to sacrifice or to stand out there and be representatives to, to hold them accountable, but to also show and display the behaviors that we want to see, which means that we got to do, not only do we got to be on conversations on the internet and on social media, but we need to be in the streets, we need to be in the communities we need to be out there. We need to be holding each other accountable to speak up for these issues. We need to be more involved than we are to display the behavior you want to see. Now, that's just kind of, I don't know outside of that, there's a way we can do it. And I think I think we also need to hold um, media entities uh, uh, yeah, that's good. accountable because, you know, no, don't nobody like talking about this, but you know what happened with uh, you, you know, my man's uh, Malik Yoba. You know, a man got on there and started talking, and then what did they do? They went out and found a host. Like the next week, found a host in Flame Monroe that would completely discredit him and tell the world, "No, nah, he just gay," right. and and just discount this nigga. Like fuck all that shit. All these men, they ain't you know. Just, just to undo it all, like they, they had something at, they in in their minds they gained something from discounting this narrative and not giving it the space it it needed to just breathe, 
without being, you know, rebutted against. And, and I think shows like The Breakfast Club and and even, you know, uh, uh, BT, The Real, all these other, not The Real, fuck, I hate The Real. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking about black, like, daytime shows, but, like, it really does need to be, it, it, look, media has a lot of power. It just does. And, and, and like you said, getting examples out there, dude, guys like Malik Yoba, those are the guys that need to be stepping up. He's just one. You need him. You need uh, uh, all the other guys that have been accused to just say, you know what? Yeah, that's just true. And you know what? I like trans women and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying they got to be running around with a woman on their arm and all this shit, but they got to be setting an example. And, you know, I, I, it has to be men in, in, in sectors of society who are seen as hyper-masculine, which are, you know, typically athletes and sex symbols like Malik Yoba. Um, you know, uh, it, I mean, just those guys that all the other guys look up to. I mean, uh, at a certain point, you know, uh, I, w- I would just say there was a time in this country where didn't nobody want to hear nothing about no gay marriage. Didn't nobody want to hear about nothing about no gay anything. Right. And, and, you know, we just had more people speaking up, more people speaking up. And then before you know it, you know, everybody got a gay cousin, whatever else. Understanding came. And while there are still issues related to that, those people are those those uh, gay gay men are typically allowed to exist. You know, there was a time to, there was no nobody want to hear anything about no no black anything. Yeah, you're right. You're you know? right. And inside the key tapping, I it's just honestly, I I see there's no excuse, you know. There's no excuse for this type of this this type of ignorance, this type of hate. Like it's it's ridiculous. Now pictures and, of the dudes are being shared out there, but um, I I didn't want to put myself in, in in lawsuit territory just in <laughs> case it was the wrong guys because the people putting it out there they're not journalists they don't. Nothing's been verified. I, I can't do that. But, um, you know, the men, their pictures are everywhere. They will be found. And, you know, I, I hope that they're prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And um, I really hope those women get justice. Um, I, I really, really hope these women get justice because it was really fucked up. And I hate, hate, hate to see black men at the forefront, at the forefront, leading the way. They're the fuck. We're the vanguard of violence at this point. We're the face of violence against trans women at this point, and it's fucked up. I don't, I don't like it. I'm just owning it that that's what the situation is, and it's fucked up. And and um and I I really just hate seeing it. Like it's 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 almost to a point where you know uh if if you if you hear the news, they reading off uh uh, uh thirteen people shot at Walmart. You just looking, okay, it ain't one of us. Oh, all right. Every black person that had that moment, they heard a crime read off, and it's like, please don't be black. Please don't be black. Shit. <laughs> but you know what? You also talked about the media, though, and this also, you know, this whole sensational, like, sensationalizing black men and, you know, killing trans, you know, trans women is also just going against the consistent effort to break apart black man i mean again the media plays a big role not only about the image of who it is but also like if you're going to report on it then and i don't and i'm media is your industry so i'm no by no means do i understand it i just navigate it and consume it like everyone else but 
you know, is going to report on it, then like, what is the, what is the true nature of it? it, it I really, I feel like sometimes it's just a sensationalize, like there's no action, there's no accountability, there's no movement with it. It's just kind of, let's perpetuate the violence, not get justice for the sisters who are being, you know, brutally either attacked or murdered most of the time. And it continues to perpetuate, like, we get a week of social media posts, we get a new hashtag, we get a new video, and it says in these inner circles of kind of the woke mafia of allyship. And then it just continues to kind of happen over and over and over again. So, you know, I don't know. The frustrating part is like, you know, I my job at work is, you know, I do racial equity work. So folks always ask me, where is the entry point to systemic change? And it's with self. You know, we perpetuate the systems that we navigate. We feed into them and we fuel them by our behaviors and our assumptions and beliefs. So at some point, until black men can actually find some self-love, until we actually understand collectively what valuing self and humanity look like in a system that doesn't value us, we're gonna continue to see this violence. I think we just, again, how do we try to intercept those at the situational level or at least our relationships? So for me, is trying to talk to younger brothers or family members or community members or young boys that I may mentor about even asking them, like, what do you know about, you know, transgender? Nothing. Like, what? So they don't even, you know, unless it's TV. Like, I think a lot, they've talked about Pose, the show, um, they've talked about, I can't remember that show, um, the name of the show that Amaya Scott was on, but they've talked about that show that uh, Housewives or Love and Hip Hop? No, um, it's a show with Queen Latifah and um, Stars or Jewels or I can't remember. It was on Stars, but it was a show uh, Maya Scott played um, played a trans character in the show. But young boys are not being talked about, like to even understand the reality of it. So you know, and then let's be real: Black culture is conservative as hell anyway. It still functions and like Southern Baptist ideology anyway. So like we're generation, like we just now get into a small core who are like pro pro progress socially outside of racial progress is even a conversation. Like folks don't, you know, trans right, transgender rights. Like, what is that? We got a whole folks don't even understand it. So, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to say like, I think it's hopeless, but I think that it just is another example of like where black men are not equipped to navigate a, for, a world that is moving forward with inclusion while we're still not being included, I guess, in some sense. Mm. So, and that's my deepness at 1030 on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate oh, you, man. I, I wanted to ask, like, how many of you guys have talked to someone or just heard someone to come out and just say um, anything about like, oh, why are they talking about this trans business at schools? Why are they trying to t tell, you know, put, put this in my kid's head and stuff like that? Have you guys heard that type of you know, jargon lately and all that chatter? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, and I think, and, and that's, and I think that's the issue is like these, you know, these people who, and they're, these parents are so so concerned that like they're they're trying to brainwash the kids, but it's really like one education changes all the time throughout the years. You're all there'll always be something new. No one's trying to no one's trying to brainwash your kid because you can't make you can't make anyone anyone right. It's like if a child is you know if they want to live their life as a 
heterosexual you know person that's just who they are they were going to be who they are regardless of what information is handed to them the, the only the only benefit about them getting this information is like hey like there's these is these type of people in the world you know people who you know learn about themselves and know who know who they are when they when they reach a certain age and it's mm-hmm. it's and I think that's like I think that's one of like really big issues that like we won't let that parents are not letting that and 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 I will say it's like it's strongly like a lot of women who I talk to is strongly in the black community about just wanting to avoid this this like this knowledge and this education because it's all as soon as soon as it's something that you that they they didn't learn in school and stuff like that which wouldn't which definitely shouldn't wouldn't have never came out because that's 20 years right a lot has mm-hmm. a whole bunch has changed and from they went to preschool elementary school to now their kids going to elementary school and it's just there's it's gonna be a i feel like that's like when the main things are slowing this progress down mm-hmm. i said no i said the whole so in my fraternity we do nothing but like social justice advocacy rights for black folks i said in a whole meeting while we debated and voted on exclusionary practices around trans identified folks and i'm like i'm I, and i was baffled i'm like how can we as an organization say we further the plight in the 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 the, the agenda of black people sit here now at the same time disparaging talk about how we need policies to keep trans identified folks out of our organization. Like, I just don't, I don't get it. But again, I think it goes to black folks are only progressively minded when it comes to race. Everything outside of that is like, it's very conservative in thoughts. Like we still are very small minded in our ideology. I've heard like friends, ex-teammates, attorney members, women, say that same thing like my you know my son came home and my daughter came home and they were talking about gender identity in school and like that's you know the bible says and i'm like oh here we go like well you 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 already going down the wrong path so it's too late it's like we call it out when it's comfortable and it's necessary and like it fits our box but then we don't use it when it does it and so you know Black folks is fucked up in a lot of ways. That's <laughs> kind of. I mean, I love us for real, like Monique said, but we still very fucked up a lot of times. So yeah, you know. I will say, um, you know what the what the women in the videos in the video were saying. Or, I'm sorry, the victims. What mm-hmm. the victims were saying. Um, uh, I'm sorry, I was reading on the comments. Uh, so, but what the victims were saying was like, "How can y'all sit there and yell out Black Lives Matter? You doing this shit?" And it's just like, right? I hate hearing that kind of. I hate hearing an indictment like that from non-black folks. But damn it, they were right. And it's just like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> I heard that was just another thing that just stood out to me in the video. It's just like, Black Lives Matter. Well, what is this? All lives, everybody lives matter. This is a black woman right here, and y'all don't give a fuck. Because the woman that did that got hit by that uh, ceramic was she was a uh, black. Well, it's not a black woman if you've dehumanized the body. Like they don't. That's not how they. You know, I think one folks think Black Lives Matter is an interpersonal. Like that's from black people to other people. That's not which is wrong, but that's kind of what people see it. Secondly, if you don't even see a person as a human, then their lives, black, purple, green, or whatever, doesn't matter because you don't even 
acknowledge their blackness at all. Like you don't even see them as a person. So we got to humanize, like we got to lead to humanization before we lead to racializing. And I think that's what we, that's what we experience. And you know what, this is, this is, you know, it's exactly where I'm in the same frustrated point as I was when I saw Iana Dior get attacked um, by protesters Mm -hmm. in Minneapolis. Right. And it was all black folks. Everybody ganging up on her because it was just cool to do it. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, let's jump in. I'm going to do this shit. And when it was all said and done, they patting each other on the back. And, and I don't even know how that turned out. I don't know. Uh, people were caught on camera. I don't know if anybody was actually arrested in that case. Yeah, yeah I was trying to do a whole lot to freak it. Like, I had, like, went click by click. I had used, like, Photoshop blow up, like, hyper sharpening tools to, like, <laughs> of all these guys and you know a lot of it wasn't clear and it took a lot of work to kind of get it and then i reached out to to people around her and then i was able to talk to her a little bit and then she was i mean she was kind of on some some young hot girl stuff where she was kind of like hey yo they didn't they didn't do nothing to me i'm all good so she kind of you know i didn't want it to be like a situation with like uh i believe it was malaysia booker where you know Mm -hmm. there was a fender bender and then there was altercation and then they come back afterwards after finding out that people were like possibly looking for them and then commit more harm. So, I mean, if mm-hmm. she's particularly trying to press charges per se, then it's not my space to potentially put her in a position where now they have people who are coming trying to recollect that bounty on her head. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, like just kind of, it, it's, it's almost the exact same thing. And because nothing happened in that space, you know, I think that, Hopefully these guys will get caught and that will create some kind of to where it's like, okay, it's a new day. They care. Right. Even if like I think that people would think they care more about them than they care about black people, is what they would probably say generally, even though you know some of the victims were actually black themselves. But I think even if that is what people think, then cool, so be it. You know, as long as people feel like this marginalized group is no longer just sitting ducks and it's like almost like more of a protected class. I would rather it be seen as equality. Like, Hey, you know, that's a human. We just don't do that. Because you're going right. to indicted because you can't do this to anybody. Mm-hmm. If it's seen as a protected class, Hey, so be it for now. You know, some people will feel like, yeah, you can't do that to them because it's going to, not only is it going to be a crime, it's going to be a hate crime. And that has a huge, huge uh, sentencing um, associated with it. But Kind of to bring it back to what we we're talking about media, I just think it's like you said, Chris, it's huge um, on the part of media to just tell and to show more positive stories around this. I feel like um, there just needs to be positive reporting. Like there needs to be any examples in people's minds that people can look at and be like, and walk away from the story feeling something good. Like mm-hmm. it never happens. If there's any reporting happening, even this one, it's like, okay, there was violence and people just walk away with that feeling of like, whatever they take away from it. Like storytelling and media is basically like, you can use me, you can use music, you can use angling, you can use copy, you can use headlines, you can use your word choices, you can use so many different things to make any story look how you want to make the viewers feel how you would want them to feel generally. And I just think that there needs to be more stories, more media that is intentionally set out to create some kind of positivity 
in people's minds about about trans lives, especially black trans women's lives. I mean, I am trying to do stuff like that, like go into barbershops and talk to guys, go to uh, HBCUs, you know, and sit right. down, do stuff. I don't know if you mm-hmm. got um, uh, this guy named Steven Crowder. He's kind of an asshole, um, but he basically does, the, he's the guy who does the thing where he sits down and he's like, so, well, whatever his issue is, and he says, change my mind. So he had one like, oh, black privilege or white privilege is a myth, change my mind, or there are only two mm-hmm. genders my mind basically so basically he sits down with these people and he has what he considers to be logical conversations and he like brings facts and has people talk about this stuff and i think that would be really powerful to just go out into the spaces where people are and to create media that is not particularly combative unless it has to be and just you know have conversations that are that can do something to humanize trans folks like i don't think that it's very difficult to humanize people who already are humans It's just that there's so much media and so much, like we saw in the Disclosure documentary, if anybody has Mm -hmm. it's been just a long history of messaging that is specifically aimed at demonizing and dehumanizing. And so if we can just kind of reverse that by creating positive media from now on uh, as much as possible, um, I think that that would have huge, if not on the people who are our age or older, I think it would right. have huge mental implications on people who are growing up. Because the fact of the matter is, they're already growing up in a world where trans people are on TV. They're already growing up in a world where trans people are existing more in a space where people are able to see people living their lives. So that already in itself is going to have some positive change to where people look at um, trans lives, hopefully. And I just think that it is up to us and media and whoever to try to create more positive stories and positive messaging around that, to try to push the ball in a direction that it already is going, you know? And I, I don't hate trying to say that. I don't say that to people because I feel like it might almost like galvanize their their defense against transness, but it's almost like trans people living their lives will be normal. Like it is already, it is already in motion in society Trans people are already taking certain positions, even in like um, legislation and like mm-hmm. you know, politics, from media to people bagging your groceries. Like at all levels of the socioeconomic hierarchy, trans people, even though you know it is not in the numbers that it could be, people are entering in these spaces and they already are existing. So whether or not your Baptist classic conventional ideologies, you know, mm-hmm. exist now your kids will grow up in a world that is more progressive and their kids will grow up in a world that is even more progressive. And eventually um, we will be looking at these times, like in the same way that we look at civil rights movements where it's like, I can't believe we couldn't drink. We couldn't sit in the same chair. We couldn't do do that. It would be just as ridiculous. I don't like to try to make people feel that fear or that phobia, but I just want to say to them like, yo, it's already started and you cannot stop it. You cannot right. stop the progression of society. You cannot mm-hmm. stop human beings from eventually getting their rights, especially when there are so many organizations who are dedicated to doing so. So, um, yeah, you know, all that we can do as cis folks, cis men, black men, is to try to do what we can to create those positive stories and, um, you know, pitch what we can. We got homies like Chris in journalism, so that's a huge thing. But, you know, there's like it's, it's several places where we can like, you know, kind of 
be a like put our vote into the ballot and kind of like influence even in the tiniest way some positivity towards people who just desperately need it right about now so yeah yeah well fellas we are definitely running long on time here and my man uh jamie has to make his bedtime everybody <laughs> old, old man river gotta go okay Boy. go to bed <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, bags under our eyes, man. <laughs> so, fellas, uh, just want to give y'all one last chance to, you know, leave us with something. So, um, uh, I'm gonna just toss it on over to the man. My man's Jamie, and you know, is there anything you want to say before we take before we uh, before we're done for the night? No, I think the only thing I'll say is I just want to encourage any you know any brothers that are listening that you know getting this move and getting this fight, um, or if you have brothers that you think would be open to it, we definitely need more more soldiers in this war um, of inclusion for our trans sisters. So um, we just need to encourage more folks to engage and be vulnerable enough. But I appreciate the opportunity, brother. All right, uh, Lex, you got any more final words? <laughs> 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 Cashed. Um, no, I mean, you know, as Jamie said, we just need more men who are willing to kind of just be a part of this. And I think that even seeing men who, like, not everyone who is a part of this has to be some kind of super hyper vocal advocate that's just right. like everywhere with the T-shirt on and the picket line. There's just tiny ways to do to do things that, you know, could be very, very powerful in a grand scheme of things. One of those things being if you see something, say something. Like if you see people being mm -hmm. something that is obviously like not cool, you know what I mean? Like I hear from so many people, like if they're on like the Metro or something, like if somebody starts to say something negative to them, very few times will people step in to do something. So I just think that we have to get back to a place where I know as a country, America, we can be very divided among race and like, you know, economics, finances and religions and creeds, but like we just need to get back to this feeling of togetherness and just like, you know, look at people as people. So, you know, the tiniest thing, talking to your friend, stopping your friend from saying the T word, which is T-R-A-N-Y, or, you know, stopping in anybody from doing the smallest thing that could really just be a major thing that slowly reverberates out to create some real change out here. So please be a decent person, be a man, and use your power for good. Brother Brian? Oh man, I just gotta say it's like not you know, not everyone can be that hero, but it's easy to not be the problem, you know? And I just like I just think I just hope every man that sees to hear this or you know, anyone watching, you know, you tell these guys that it's gonna happen, that there's gonna be one day when they look back and see like yo. I was either on the right side or wrong side of history. Mm. They'll know, we'll know, the world will know, their soul will know. Man. Well, all right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. Uh, this it will, while we are streaming on Facebook and YouTube, this will also be posted on the podcast version of my live streams. It's called The Men Like Us Podcast. So you can find it on Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll catch y'all next time. Thank you for your time, brothers. All right, bro. time, boss. All right. All right.